0: First, to talk health, and one of the big stories this week is the Gauteng Department of Health issuing a warning uh, due to the increase, the notable increase in sexually transmitted infections and HIV infections in the province and uh, a concern in a variety of um, STIs and so to get a sense of what we understand as some of the factors driving these numbers we're joined by a resident GP he's also the CEO of Proactive Health Solutions Dr. Fundi Lenyati joins us on the line via zoom Dr. Nyati it's always always great to have you on the show good morning
1: Good morning, Gooks, and good morning to all of the 702 listeners.
0: So, uh, a bit of a concern from uh, Hauden Health uh, because of the notable increase in uh, STIs and HIV infections. Do we know what kinds of STIs we are seeing a particular increase of?
1: Well, um, uh, Gooks, you're very right. Um, You know, if one looks just uh, in the last, Let's say twenty years, especially since the height of HIV and AIDS in the early two thousands, a lot of you know resources were thrown into ensuring you know uh, improvement in 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 in, uh, in prevention of S- STIs of sexually transmitted infections. Uh, it's a bit disappointing that uh, twenty years later um, we're actually seeing an upturn in the amount of, uh, or the prevalence of sexually transmitted infections, um, in the Gauteng province. And I'm sure it's the same thing in the other provinces as well. Um, you know, it's, it's really, really concerning. And, um, just to recap for people who don't understand or know what sexually transmitted infections are, these are infections that are passed from one person to the other, through unprotected sexual intercourse. And there's different types of these infections. There are those, um, you know, that cause discharges like gonorrhea and chlamydia. Uh, so a person would typically, especially male, have difficulty in passing urine or pain in passing urine and a discharge. Uh, nowadays, they are referred to, you know, um, as uh, male urethritis uh, syndrome, MUS But there are also those that don't necessarily cause discharges, but they cause sores uh, on the genitalia, male or female genitalia, and herpes is one of those, syphilis is one of those, and there's another one called chancroid that causes painful sores as well. But there are others that actually go into the blood system. HIV is one of those, uh, but also syphilis. Uh, can also get into the blood system and cause uh, serious problems. And there are others that are actually precursors to cancers like, you know, uh, HPV um, that leads to cervical cancer. So there's lots of different types of these STIs. What they are highlighting at the GP Department of Health is the rise in the urethritis, uh, gonorrhea and chlamydia uh, infections amongst males. Um, and obviously, the discharges, you know, they also affect the females. Um, but also a rise in syphilis. And what is more worrying amongst pregnant women. Now, those are the ones that they they have flagged. But generally, uh, there's a rise in HIV. There's a rise in STIs in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the people who are presenting with these, especially those who are sex workers, they present with more than one of these. You know, somebody has got uh, gonorrhea. Uh, on the other side they've got syphilis on the other side they've got you know uh, hiv as well so it is a problem
0: and so i mean this concern well this uh, rise in syphilis infections among pregnant women in the province um what does this yeah. mean uh, what is the impact on the unborn babies um it sounds quite serious should we be concerned
1: I think we must be concerned, you know, we must be concerned. And I think let's go back a bit, Uh, uh The key thing that is being found, um, you know, in these uh, reports that have come out uh, from the counting department of health is that um, people are basically no longer using condoms to protect themselves. Um, against against STIs and obviously uh, pregnancies as well. All right. So uh, I think that is the thing. So amongst pregnant women, uh, the fact that um, a significant percentage of these pregnant women um, were found during the antenatal care to have syphilis, um, it's a major problem because syphilis um, in a pregnant mom can actually be transmitted to the unborn baby, um, you know, um, during pregnancy, during childbirth, um, and sometimes also through breastfeeding. So, if somebody is pregnant and they've got syphilis, um, that can actually cause, you, you know, a miscarriage. And that can can cause stillbirth, um, you know, and um, it can also cause a baby to be born with abnormalities of the brain of the heart and other organs. So that's where the problem is. So, and some of these babies, when they are born, uh, you know, their the severity of the abnormalities that they have may actually be, uh, you know, uh, life threatening. Uh, and so it is very, very serious that somebody is pregnant and they've got this and early identification of this, can be treated easily with penicillin injections but it's unfortunate that uh, sometimes the presentation is late Mm -hmm. uh, and by that time damage may already have happened to an unborn baby
0: Dr Nyati from the article because this was a lead story in the Sowetan this week they interviewed some young people um, and they said that their concern was HIV not other STIs and also that many of them were on PrEP um, and that was that seemed to be one of the factors that we rightly so, because of the the huge impact that HIV has on the mm. public health care system, um, I think we still see about a thousand new infections a week in in young yeah. women. We've put quite a large emphasis in terms of our messaging around HIV prevention, but yes. um, not as much uh, in other on other STIs like STI, gonorrhea, yes. like syphilis. I mean, I only learned about HPV much later in high school. But by the time I got yeah. to high school, I was I knew exactly what HIV was, how it was transmitted, yeah. because I was in school, yeah. primary school in the early 90s, which was at the height of uh, the pandemic. Oh, so have we, yes, so yes. I guess the success of HIV messaging has almost been a disadvantage in that we haven't then prioritized the other STIs
1: yeah you you you're very right uh you know um like you say um it has been hectic messaging around hiv which is good i mean it's always been good uh you had programs uh, in the past that were very successful like love life that was messaging around sexuality in general reproductive health um you know and obviously you know hiv now as a country with the most number of people who are living with hiv i think uh, we've done a great job in terms of the awareness around hiv but not only awareness but also ensuring that the program is actually effective uh, especially on the prevention side uh, we used to talk abc abstinence be faithful condomize um you know abc And then in recent times, we've added a D, you know, which is basically the use of, you know, drugs, drugs uh, to actually prevent post-exposure, you know, uh, you know, somebody who's had unprotected sexual intercourse. We've got drugs that we can use ARVs that can prevent that infection from actually, you know, uh, uh, becoming entrenched within a person, you know, by taking treatment for a month. But also, we've come up with something even, you know, better. Uh, which is called pre-exposure prophylaxis for high-risk, you know, communities. So the program in South Africa for anti-HIV, you know, uh, program um, is actually successfully rolling out this pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis treatment and also post-exposure. Now, the success of that uh, in terms of preventing HIV has had an unintended consequence that people. Uh, you know, are now much more concerned about, you know, preventing HIV uh, when they've had unprotected intercourse, or they think they might have unprotected intercourse like sex, uh, sex workers, but they have um, sort of forgotten or don't see it as priority, the issue of, uh, you know, prevention of other STIs uh, and even pregnancies. So the rate of condom usage uh, has actually gone down. It's almost like you know what we used to see with um, successful uh, morning-after pills as a as, as a way to prevent pregnancies. And you find that some people now they would rather have morning-after pills than to actually regularly use uh, other forms of contraception. So we're seeing a similar thing where the prep programs are working well, the PEP programs are pe- working well, but people are saying. Um, you know, the other STIs are not going to kill me. HIV is the only thing that can kill me. And so really, I can always get treatment for that. And what is worrying is that is coming from young people. Some of them tertiary students was they interviewed students in and around Bramfontein who are in some of these top universities uh, around Johannesburg. So to hear them saying, we're not worried about other STIs. We're only worrying about HIV. And uh, as for as long as we are sorted against HIV we don't worry, we can get treated. But the problem is, I've already mentioned earlier, things like HPV, they actually, 90% of uh, cancer of the cervix is because of HPV. And, you know, also syphilis, when they do get pregnant, it can actually stay dormant in their system. And when they are pregnant, it may actually cause problems. So, it's a major, major problem. The success of the HIV programs is actually creating a problem and we're not seeing as much intensive education like we we did see in the early 2000s, mm. you know, with the love lives of this world and the other programs that were quite successful in the education. Hence, the heading of this Sowetan article was saying, lack of sex education, um, a driver of uh, STIs amongst the youth.
0: Mm. And how much, I mean, over the years we've seen quite a significant reduction of budgets everywhere. Nowhere has this been more obvious than the Department of Health. Um, I mean, all departments have had reductions, but how much has this, you know, decline in public messaging, even in the funding of, you know, TV programs, the soul cities, the soul Buddies, et cetera, um, has been because, you know, budgets have become smaller and particularly post-COVID, we even saw money that might have gone towards even HIV awareness go towards um, at the time because that was urgent COVID. So budgets. Yeah, um, is there, are we also seeing the the consequences of budget cuts?
1: Well, um, it's another area of concern uh, that yes, uh, there has been. I mean, across the board, budget cuts uh, in you know across all departments, but also um, the reprioritization within the provincial departments. I mean, in the past two three weeks, we've been hearing about unemployed post-com serve doctors and when you zoom in into what are the issues the issues are budget constraints um you know with about 60 70% of provincial budgets going towards paying salaries uh, and very little for other programs so yes you are very right uh, the reprioritization uh, and the general you know cutting of budgets uh, as per national treasury um has has had a significant negative impact uh, on some of these uh, programs on the prevention side, yet the problems that are caused thereafter, they're actually much more expensive uh, you know to treat. But I must also say that there was a lot of money also that was coming through from grant funding uh, and you know from organizations like USAID, uh, you know the PEPFA, and other, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, the Global Fund, that were funding organizations like Love Lives and and all of that. Uh, And so I'm not sure whether those um, uh, funders have also slowed down in terms of what they are actually funding or the money has been reprioritized to other areas because there's a belief that South Africa is on top of things when it comes to things like HIV. Mm -hmm. But like I say, Uh, there are problems that we are seeing and uh, I think we need to go back. It's much cheaper to prevent than it is uh, to treat or cure.
0: And in terms of, um, uh, so we know, for instance, that among PrEP users and PEP users, there is, um, you know, the concern of STI infections being higher there. Yeah. Um, Where are we with condom use? I know globally this is a challenge, getting people to, A, use condoms consistently. We know condom fatigue is a real thing. That's why years ago, government, (laughs) you know, tried to make um, the max condoms a little bit sexier had the, at the time the, the
1: famous uh, yes uh, then deputy president yes parents. telling us that yeah. they
0: come in grape and strawberry and that now they were lubricants the because yes and so that has been a big concern just not just in South Africa but globally this concern with yeah. A getting people to use condoms consistently um and also to you know deal with quote unquote this idea of condom fatigue are we yeah. where are we on that? How well do we do with condom that, use?
1: We are not doing well. I must say uh, we're not doing well. Um, like I say, I think there was a time when, where people associated HIV with death. Yeah. So with the, with, 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 the advances in the ARVs and how easy it is, for well, you know, to use them and everything in a way, the attitudes of people uh, have changed. Uh, to more, okay, this is something that I can manage, I can live with for long, which is a good thing because it's no longer causing death. But again, the unintended consequence is that people are no longer afraid of death, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, from contracting HIV. And um, so that attitude makes people to be lax uh, I mean, quite a number of people, they get infected um, whilst they actually had condoms, but they just you know, decided not to use them. Um, so the attitude towards prevention, we need to really, really refocus people on understanding that, you know, regular condom use. Sometimes somebody who, for the first time or the second time, they use the condom, but uh, they say after a month, no month, this is my person. Uh, without testing, without anything, they just go, and have unprotected sexual intercourse so Mm. the attitudes are actually and the successes in the treatment have actually had the unintended consequence of making people to be quite lax and not use condoms regularly as they should
0: Mm. and so the big thing here i guess sounds as if uh, quite a lot needs to be done with regards to public messaging especially with young people who seem to be taking up things like prep but aren't then focusing on the other things as well
1: Yes. I mean, this statement by one of the tertiary students in Bramfontein that, you know what, um, I'm only concerned about HIV because it kills the others I can treat. It means that person, as much as she says, I am aware about what STIs are, but she does not understand the short, medium, and long-term implications of these STIs that she claims to know. So there's a lot of public messaging. There's a lot of information that needs to be shared. And I think going back to what used to happen in the early 2000s, you know, uh, will actually go a long way towards making sure that uh, the current cohort of young people do not, uh, you know, uh, go on a path that is actually going to lead to their lives being shortened.
0: Dr Nyati, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Thank you, Cooks, and all the best for the rest of the show.
0: That is our resident GP. He's also the CEO of Proactive Health Solutions, Dr. Fundile Nyati. If there's a topic you'd like for us to pick up in one of our health conversations, let us know about it via WhatsApp on 072702 1702. Drop us an SMS on 31702.